Good evening, Internet. We are Hi. here for our 119th session of The Damn Fools as we continue to play through our campaign as we go through Baldur's Gate Eldritch Secrets. Last session, a group of ragtag adventurers, misfits, had just finished a gala and had come home. The gala was for them as they succeeded. Their endeavors in Avernus and had saved not one, but two cities, and returned heroes of the realms. After uh, having some talks, you know, you know, rubbing shoulders with all the nobles and whoever had visited, and having a somewhat surprised visitor in the form of a powerful wizard during their dinner, um, you know, they, they got around to talking a bunch. But night wrapped down they returned home Zabulba had a had her own visitor before she managed to return back home but we've all reconvened Stead already fast asleep but the rest of the group is free to do whatever they want if you guys want to go to tomorrow we can uh, if there's anything else you want to sort of tackle before you take your shut eye now's the time to do so I believe last session, Z, you did tell people about the the person you ran into. Yes, she did. Cards That's are on the table. So they were they were fairly disappointed in our progress thus far. Quite. I I think disappointed isn't strong enough a word to use. Angry, seething, come to mind. Do we we don't work? Do we work for them? Is this a, this wasn't a person that I work for them. Oh, well then we're we're off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but your city could be burned to the ground. So your family. So you know, that's not great. That'd be bad. Yeah, whatever happened to found family? Hmm. Oh no, I wasn't I didn't mean anything by that. I've got <laughs> your back. I'm I'm with you, Zabulba. Speaking of family, Callista elected to return to her own house, our apartment. So she's not with you anymore. Yep. No more exhaustion for you, Finn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bong bong. <laughs> On mutes for that. <laughs> uh, yes. So they were quite upset. I asked them for their assistance to try and make this easier. They said, you're supposed to be helping me, uh, not the other way around. So we're basically still at square one, but now we know that they're mad at us. Oh. 
So hopefully Ribbon, I told him about Ribbon's potentially helping us or that we had a contact that was going to help us, but he didn't seem too impressed by that. He said that might take too long. So I don't really know what to do right now in the interim. There's not a whole lot we can do except for maybe like keep just seems weird to aimlessly keep walking around and looking for people or we can use Stead's uh, Shantia talk to her some more see if we can get something a little bit more concrete I don't know we could run a, run a classify that mind flail wanted we didn't get any really wear in the under city either did we <clears throat> well that's Underselling. Uh, that's yeah. ribbons. It's pending. That's what I was referring to. Yeah, it's gonna take like a few more days. Do we have to check back in with him, or is he coming to us? I don't know. I think we're supposed I, to go we back, going back to him. Yeah, not through the sewer okay. this time, though, right? Nope. Gotta go through a sewer again. But we did find a new entrance. We found an entrance right there. Yeah. Um. It's easier. That's easier and a little less shit. Actually, yeah, should, we probably won't really want to go through the sewer that much, if at all. So, yeah. should we wake Stead up for this conversation? No, old guy needs his rest. He seemed. We can also just go to bed and talk about it tomorrow. Yeah, we can have some tea in the morning and talk it over. Yeah, I mean, we don't really have any leads. That's the problem. I don't really know where we could, what we can do to. We also spoke to Older about it, and he said that he was going to look into it, too. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I again, guess... We've talked to a lot of people. We've tried to put feelers out. We've looked around. I don't know what else we could do. Yeah, and I said all these things to the contact last night. So, I mean, they did give me a job to do, and it's not their problem that I'm bad at it. So. Did you ask them to pick someone else? No. <laughs> How are you bad at it, though? I mean, look at the list of things we've done already. Yeah, but none of them have proved to be helpful. That's not our, that's not our fault. No, I suppose not. I just feel like if we don't have the right, you know, players fun, right? here, like there, there are certain things that if we, certain talents, if we had them, it might be easier. But we don't, and I'm not going to waste time regretting my life choices so what talents could be used that would be better like if we were a wizard for example oh what can wizards do that would help they can change their spells every day they can learn new spells every night or someone who actually knew how to you know investigate mind players not necessarily that just find you know Speaking of wizards, you did set up to have a meeting with two wizards tomorrow. That's right, Sylvia. And Nahif. And Nahif. Right. That's right. We're going to have lunch with them or something? Mm-hmm. I guess. I just, I feel kind of bad about roping this many people into it, but I mean, because we were uh, warned against it. But... Well, you probably shouldn't feel bad because if the whole city if they're, war- they're getting all over you they can't have um both both ends of the 
spectrum there. They can either have us try to figure it out by asking a bunch of people or just try to do it on our own, which is obviously very difficult. Yeah. Also, for people that you've, like, directly brought it to attention, it was Ribbons and Ulder. It's not like... Right? I guess yeah, it's not like we're you, just, like, telling you, everybody. You talked to Canaan about it in a roundabout way, but, like... Right now, your list is still pretty small. That's true. Right. Yeah, so we can still ask Sophia about it. Cause I think we should. She's yeah. also not from here. Right, so she's from Candlekeep. Right, so, so she's about she like a layer her. of seclusion. That's true. That is a good point. All right. Well, maybe we should sleep on it. Um, tomorrow's a new day. Always with the optimism, Ray. I appreciate it. Okay. Well, if you guys want to retire for the night, it's safe to do so. You are at home. Rest is comfortable, as Ego and the household has provided for all you need. And it is a new day. So... What is the plan, folks? Gotta get some juice. That's it. Don't talk to me. That's our plan for the day. Well, I'm gonna get some tea, but after... (laughs) Do we need to... Keep talking, or can we not do that right now? Do you not want yeah. to talk? Are you, you're not a, mo- a morning person. Not since we came back home. It's a beautiful morning. Stead, how did you sleep, buddy? Uh, like the dead. It was very nice. Wait, I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Oh, you're welcome. I slept good as well. I didn't ask. Instead, you're being very rude today. I like it. There seems to be a lot of talk about my age, and I'm not that old. I don't know what you're referring to. You don't know what I'm referring to. That's fine. I understand you don't know what I'm referring to. I'm just saying that I feel very disrespected. I could, I could, I could pop into the house and get you some cream for those bags under your eyes. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you need some uh, ice cream for that bird. <laughs> there was no burn. You would know a burn if I burned, but I did not. <laughs> Stead only burns bread, so you know. it happens occasionally. It does, but I've gotten better at it. Yes. Sometimes the burny bits are nice. Yeah, the sign of a craftsman sometimes. Speaking of which, isn't it awfully exciting that Older may actually move toward getting you a smiling boar location? Yeah, it is quite exciting. I Mm -hmm. too am excited about that prospect. Would we all live together upstairs then? 
I think that was the idea. I think forever and ever. Well. <laughs> it might uh, at some point it might be appropriate for you and Vicky to get your own place, though. Oh sure, yes, but we could summer above the bakery. Yeah. You want to yeah. summer above a bakery? That's the worst time, Ego, to say be in a bakery. Fine, we'll winter above the bakery. Strange voice in the sky. So where will we summer Thank then? You. I mean, <laughs> well, she's taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> what is the height difference? Actually, I always there's something. Well, I don't know. Amara has changed it uh, occasionally. I, I I thought she was like almost as tall as Zavala. But then at one point she thought she was shorter than me, but she's definitely taller than me. She's definitely so taller. So six seven. That's really fucking tall. <laughs> That's fairly normal. I think she's a little taller than like the average dragonborn, but I thought Vinky was like around six five or something. Six yeah. one was on her character sheet. Six oh. one. Oh. I thought she was way taller. Yeah, she, she's how these height. She, I know, that's what I'm saying, thinking. <laughs> yeah, that's small for a bugbear, right? It She's might not be in that. Bugbears are actually imagines. Yeah. They're like hobgoblins, like, as far as, like, concept. I mean, they are kind of, like, lanky, but... They've got really long arms. She gives good hugs. <laughs> Your girl gives the best hugs. <laughs> anyway, um, so what what do we need to do today? We have a lunch date. Yes. Right, right, right. It's currently morning, though. Well, um, Stead could go break, bake us some cinnamon rolls or something. Stead could go make us some cinnamon rolls. He's always talking about bacon. <sighs> I'll help you. Do you want oh, to make some cinnamon rolls? Thank you. At least somebody has offered to help me. I was worried that you were just going to stand around and mention that I should make cinnamon rolls without asking me appropriately. I I'm might sure. be too old and frail to make cinnamon rolls. <laughs> I'm sure Eloise can, you know, sift the flour for you and stuff. I would if like your arthritis is bothering you. It's not my arthritis. It's just not doing the work, you idiot. <laughs> That's pain in the morning. Yeah, you and Zabulba could could practice. It could be like your first foray into the the business world, baking some rolls together. What do you say, Stead? Yes, Zabulba, let us, and then let us allow Ego's servant person. He's got a perfectly good kitchen. I don't think we need to involve poor Eloise. Uh, Eloise could help though, but if you're willing to do the task and those claws can do it, then let's get get to it. Those claws can sift just as good as any device. Those claws are made for sifting. And that's just what they'll do. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, we're gonna head to the wide and do some shopping. For what? Well, for, uh, well, let's see, we need wheat flour, probably some butter. Do we not already have everything? No, his, his, have you seen his kitchen? It's completely bare. It's not his kitchen, but like, I'm sure in the house, there's probably the right materials and stuff. I guess we could just go they shopping have... at his daddy's house, yeah. I'm... 
Yep, there, there's a fully stocked kitchen that services the whole manor. Yeah. Sure we could go score us some stuff. Yeah. Hey, give me an intelligence check with disadvantage. Okay. Not a wisdom save? Seven. I mean, you know there always seems to be food at home. And you've there's always you always know the kitchen is running. You assume there's probably a lot of stuff there. But sure. you're you're not really sure about like how they keep it up to stock. I've had butter on things. And I I'm sure there's everything that could possibly be needed for anything there. So you could go ask Eloise, and if you see my mother while you're there, um, just let her know that uh, I would like an outfit for the day. Excuse me? Mother typically lays out my, my outfit for the day. Ingo, how old are you? This pampered child. Um... A- <laughs> I'm can't do this enough. when Amara's not here, really. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta go and swing in because Amara's not here. Uh... Amara, <laughs> twenty-five-ish, I guess, probably. It's like the human equivalent. You are a grown-ass adult. Like, why does your mom need to pick you out something? And don't you wear like basically the same thing every day? Like, it's like well, they're different colors. A robish thing and then it's pants. Called a cassock, yes. Yes, and trousers and boots. And a diaper, apparently. That's a joke that he can take because I'm not wearing one. The way you said it made me think that maybe you were wearing one. I'm not. I'm highly regular after my consistent diet for 16 years. That's great, Sid. <laughs> Just so you know, since you're my dead. age, no, I don't. I'm not answering any questions from you. You're Did the you one who keeps bringing it up. Does no, I ensure that you're regular. Yes, it does. <laughs> well, let's let's go over to the kitchen and Ego. I think we should start a new practice every day. Why don't you pick out your own outfit? And I'll let you know if I think it looks good, and then you can learn. Okay. Thanks, Evolva. I like it. Cool. So, instead, let's go shopping. Yes, let's go shopping. An exciting endeavor. Uh, After we leave the front door, I'll say to Sed, I don't think it's a good idea to go shopping in their kitchen. I mean... I feel like the Eloise probably has like a meal plan ready to go and has only bought items specific to those meals. I can see where you're coming from, but uh, it's what we have at the moment. Not we can the try. Thing. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Instead, you are able to use conjure food and water to make raw ingredients. You won't be able to make anything like butter, but you could conjure. Uh, milled flour and milk and cinnamon. 
So I do have the ability to get what we really need. Are you looking for any more exotic spices and the like? You have that spice, spice pouch. I have this as well. You wouldn't get. You wouldn't be able to get butter. Butter is too refined. Mm -hmm. so I can get cream. You things. So we can probably get butter. Or we probably need to get butter and cream cheese. But otherwise, what is cream's cheese? It's creamy cheese. Ah, thank you. Never heard of cream cheese. I've it's got like a nice cheese. sour, sweet flavor going on. Have you ever had cheesecake? Mm, there's a cake made of cheese. That sounds disgusting. And it's got eggs in it and sugar usually. Sounds vanilla. very de very decadent. It's very rare to get vanilla over here, though. That's understandable. It's exotic. Um. You have a pouch that just makes spices. I do have that. I have can have everything you need. We don't really need to go shopping unless you really want to. Well, we need butter and cream cheese. We need those things. So I'm starting to wonder if you've ever baked before. I have baked. I cook all the time. Well, then you should know that baking is a science. You can't just decide you don't need something. This is true, but I've never been good with the sciences. As you can see, I was a gardener, and now I'm a chosen uh, champion of a deity, so my jobs haven't really been much for baking. But I am a very enthusiastic about it, and that has to account for something. Okay, so you're good with breads. I worked or watch ginger make lots of baked goods. Mm. So I'm familiar with, more familiar with scones, muffins, cakes, cupcakes, cinnamon yeah. rolls. Very exotic baking. Sure. These are the things that I, uh, that's why I think we're going to be so good together. Cause you've got the savory plain Jane stuff down. And then we can splash out with some of my knowledge and bring in some more fun, unique flavors. Very well. And items. Um, fun, unique sounds good to me. Okay. Well, I guess let's go, or let's see if Eloise has cream cheese and butter. She might have butter, but I doubt she has cream cheese. To be fair, the cream cheese is more of a topping. It's somewhat optional. Okay. So you don't oh, have you to have cream cheese. No. So are you going to go to the kitchen and inquire? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you can see Eloise is there. Um, you guys wake up early or later in the day? What time do you think it was? Probably later, but a late night. Okay, um, as you get into the kitchen, it seems that they are cleaning up from a fair bit of activity that probably happened in the morning. Um, breakfast was probably being prepared and has already been dished out, so to say. Um, there's a few other maid milling about, but you recognize Eloise, the little halfling. Um, she's sort of overseeing the whole process and also helping clean up and put things away. Um, 
there's a couple that sort of give you a curious stare as you sort of come in, but nobody really makes a big deal about you guys poking your noses in. Uh, Eloise is occasionally like glances towards you. Not sure what to make of your presence, so. Eloise, how's it going? Uh, wrapping up. Busy, but wrapping up. I might help um, you. Well, um, Ego told us that you would have lots of ingredients here, and we want to make cinnamon rolls. I was curious if you had butter and cream cheese. Uh, we don't have much cream cheese, but we, we're usually pretty well stuck in the butter. So, how much Can butter I... are you looking... Could I get, like, a stick or two? Yeah, I can do that. Great. That's awesome. Question, does the create food and water spell, could you get eggs from that? It's a raw ingredient. So, so yeah. normally, normally create food and water just creates bland food. Instead, as a devotee of Shantia, gets a bonus to it, and now he can use it to... Um, it's still got the same restrictions where it goes bad in a day. So if you don't eat it, you can't store it. Um, but uh, it's upgraded for him so that he can basically make raw ingredients to a degree that nothing more complicated than uh, milled flour. So he gotcha. can he can make milled flour. You can have milk. You can have eggs. You could have cut meats. But like ground beef would be too complicated. You'd have to do that yourself. Cream cheese is too much. Cheese is oh, too yeah. much. Butter yeah. is too much because that has to be. Churned. What about powdered sugar? Actually, never mind. We don't need that. I, f I think sh powdered sugar could would fall into the same degree as like milled flour. So okay. you, could, you could get powdered sugar or salt. Because powdered sugar is cornstarch and sugar, like combined. So well, actually, no spices. You have to provide the spices yourself, but you have a pouch for that. So let let's just say that. So, but regular sugar is fine, right? Because sugar is not a spice. Sugar is like the yeah, sugar is sort of the threshold. I okay, guess. cool. All right. So we've got our butter. That's all we need. Yeah. You, can create you guys have a pouch, right? So it's not like I'm... You I have guys a spice have pouch. Shape. I can create cream? So... No, you, you can create, like... You could you could use it to get cinnamon. Okay. I have, well, I mean, if I could create food and, like, base ingredients, then I could get milk, and then you could get cream, basically, right? Or no? <laughs> I mean, cream We're Stretching is, the limits of this. Cream... How do you how how do you get milk to cream? What's that process? It's just it like high, floats to the top. High it? fat content. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's it's not, it's not like it's like a you're not really like refining or anything way, right? Like, it, mm -hmm. yeah. No, not no, not at all. Yeah, sure. I'm I'm not gonna make a big deal about that. Make you just need regular deal. milk anyway. Mm -hmm. But, like, no cheese or no butter, because both of those have to go for the whole process. Like, cheese is a whole lot more complicated than butter, right? But butter, you have to kind of churn it for a long time, so that's too much, I think. But Yeah, that's fair. 
Okay, well, we've got what we need, Eloise, so thank you so much. Um, we're gonna head back and use Ego's kitchen. Wish us luck. Okay. <laughs> you guys can do that. Uh, Eloise uh, wishes you luck with it, and you know, she says if things go bad, you know, you can always dip in here. Um, if you guys can always join the breakfast that will be happening in a bit if you so desire, but feel free to, you know, take your breakfast on your own. Sure thing. Okay. So we head back. Sure. You ready for this, Jen? I think I'm as ready as I'll ever be, and I believe that this is what we ought to do. Okay. All right. So we'll get everything out. We'll get out like a cooking pan, like a baking pan, some bowls for mixing ingredients, an area clean off an area to roll out the dough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So instead's been the first one to use Ego's kitchen. Really, it seems to be moderately well stocked with utensils and bowls and stuff, but everything seems to have been perfectly clean until Stead used it for the first time a couple days back to make chicken and waffles for your guys' breakfast. Things are still there. Um, there's a small little oven and all the space you need. There's a table and a counter, so and you guys can go about prepping the work. So your goal is to make cinnamon buns. I believe it is. Mm -hmm. So, Stead, your baking experience has primarily been just bread? Up to this point? I'd say so, yeah. Okay. Well, give me a cooking utensils check. Yeah. Under your tool proficiencies, sure you is. can use your wisdom modifier. And Zabalba's giving pointers. And you can do this with advantage. Perfect. Zabalba helps you. Ooh, well, that's pretty Ooh. fucking good. And can you get it better? No. Nope. Hell no. But a 24 is yeah. a pretty good damn roll. Mm. So, maybe years of quiet contemplation and being very restrictive. It's quite freeing to be in a proper kitchen again. Um, having a lot of ingredients and space to do what you want to do. Um, maybe reminds you of a time long time ago. But... Zabulba helps you and she sort of recalls in the pieces and um, does her best to sort of give you approximations for ratios and so on. Roll it tighter. That's too loose. Uh, I know what I'm doing. You have impeccable intuition in this, even though you've really only ever baked bread before. You mix in the butter and the sugar. Uh, you conjure up the cinnamon and you even like make a bit of the glaze using the butter and the sugar and you wrap the buns up creating the rolls or the bread and the dough and you set it to bake and it fills the small guest house with a wonderful that's smelling bread. really good over there cinnamon smell getting to it in due time uh, keeping an eye on them very carefully. You're very diligent. It 
it feels right being in a kitchen, even though this is sort of an unfamiliar recipe for you. But you approximate the time and safely you pull the hot buns out and you let them sit for a bit. Um, they are wonderfully gooey. As you can sort of see, as the glaze is all melted all over them. It's bleeding over the buns. Uh, there's a a brilliant buoyancy to them as they sort of move stuck to the pan from the sugar. And yes, they smell wonderful. The cinnamon bleeds into the air. Got to but love it. You just gave need. me like butterflies, John. <laughs> <laughs> butterflies? <laughs> yeah. Like my stomach was like fluttering. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's still very hot and it will definitely need five minutes to cool off before anyone can dare uh, try to take it to their tongue and not burn. But yeah, you, you did an excellent job of if experimenting. Any of you burn your tongues on these hot buns, I will not heal them. You're on your own. That doesn't mean people can't try to take a hot bun, but... You can, I'm just saying. Like, you're all just dumb enough to do it. I figured I'd say something. I really want one now, though. It'll be just as delicious if you wait for a few more seconds. Aren't you resistant to heat, Zavoba? No? Do I look red to you? I don't know. No, I mean, no. It looks like a red dragonborn to you? Ego is colorblind? No, I don't... It, that explains so much. Only red dragonborns are... It smells so good. Only you... red? Someone doesn't know their dragons very well. No. Zabalba doesn't. Gets gold. <laughs> you two are quite the trouble, Vegas. This yes. is amazing. I can't believe you did this in my kitchen. Well, you've never used it before. It's like having a tool you just not Why care about. Disgusting. Oh, this this business is going to be gangbusters. You're not involved. No, I'm excited for my friends. Uh, ah, I see. <laughs> Interesting for you. I'm an investor. Have Zaboba, has he put any money into this? It's all tied up in bonds. <laughs> Just because you have a bunch of wealthy noblemen in a basement somewhere bound with ropes and gags does not mean they're, you're going to extract money from them, is it? I think I'll hold on to my shares. <laughs> and is that my water bottle? I'm so thirsty, and now I have no water. <laughs> <laughs> this is my canteen. What? No. Yeah, it's mine now. Damn it. I'm left so thirsty. Zabulba, how'd I do on the outfit? Again, the Make colorblind an thing. Roll. It's is... okay. It's like it's like a, a, a sea foam <laughs> with um like glass buttons and and copper piping and embroidery. With, how do you uh, not see this? Black trousers and boots. Okay, so John, should I make? Uh, oh, I can't make an appearance roll. <laughs> That's the other game. <laughs> this looks really good you don't make it roll um my only change is i might wear a different pair of pants i think like some olive green 
Seafoam? It looks better than you think. Olive? Mm-hmm. Or gray. Oh, I can do gray, yes. I think black's a little too harsh. I'll be right back. Okay. I will also be right back. I'm gonna go give Ryan his water bottle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're on camera. <laughs> There's my water bottle. I went out there and he was like right there. <laughs> he was coming to get it. Just bruised. Angry. Ego returns with gray trousers. Much better. Thank you, Savala. See how your mom feels about it later. Hmm? Huh? What? Hmm? Uh, well, Stead's not looking. Zabalba takes a um, cinnamon roll. Ooh, can we all have one? If you want to. Are you going to take a bite of it? Yeah. Is it too soon? Yeah. It's hot. Fucking burns your mouth. Oh, and it's stuck to it because it's sweet, sugary syrup. It just oh, worth it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I guess I'll wait. Thanks for testing it out for us. Um, do you guys think you make anything else for breakfast while you're here, or do you just eat cinnamon buns? Just cinnamon buns. Just cinnamon buns. Okay. Functional How many do you make? Two dozen. Two dozen. That's Sounds like a lot. Sugar. I'm gonna get such a tummy ache. A baker's dozen. We could bring some over to the house. You're so nice, Rhea. <laughs> we could. Yes, I don't share anything. At the very least, perhaps Eloise should get one. I mean, it was her right. butter. Yes. Okay. Well, as is you guys will wait for the cinnamon buns to cool off adequately. They need a bit of time out in the air, but time comes soon enough. They're still very warm. And the sweet just oozes off of these buns. <laughs> they are very gooey, bouncy, fluffy, and they just peel apart in the from the layers. And they're very enjoyable. These are very enjoyable. <laughs> You two are amazing. Thanks. Well, you're going to do job. so well. These sh you should feature these in your bakery. What should we call them? Hot cross buns. Um, Alders buns. Ooh. Hmm. 
Cinevernus. <laughs> Zebalbuns. Zebalbuns. That's so cute. Zebalbuns. I've heard of this butterfly pea flower that turns things blue, so we can make them blue if you want. That would be gimmicky. We would and... just have to dye the water before we put it into the dough. Just the thought. We didn't put water in this. We put milk in it. Well, then we could dye it in the milk. Blue milk seems to be a thing that the kids like. Wait. I didn't mean to say it like that. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Should I get off your lawn instead? <laughs> I'm going to Gran Torino your ass. <laughs> I find you on my lawn, I will kill you. <clears throat> the cinnamon to the cinnamon to Avernus. <laughs> oh boy, this is this is getting worse. <laughs> how could we go? How could we fall so far from the lofty highs of delicious baked goods to this? It's terrible. We will figure it out. We'll sell these. I had faith in myself the whole time. They're good. <laughs> they came out well. Yes. I, I, I believe these are the best things that I have baked that are not bread. But I think I could do better and do other things. I've learned so much in so long a time. And all this wisdom I've got just should be really good for cooking things. Mm. I always feel very satisfied when I do it. Right. As you could sell them in quantities of 20 and call them rolls 20. I suppose that is a numbering convention that could work, Ego. That's a lot of them. But people make will want to ones. eat a lot of them. We'll make lots of gold without having to slit anybody's throats or anything. Like a 20-sided cinnamon roll. <laughs> oh, <laughs> can we leave this place already? We can pack these up in wraps and go. Where are we headed? Call it a cinnamon success. Oh, we I should bring some to Sylvia. And this marketing meeting. God. <laughs> Antia above, save me. You're not part of the business, Ego. Mm -hmm. I could do your marketing. That's Phoenix. Okay. We already have somebody doing marketing. Their name is Phoenix, and they are a very good company for advertising. Perfect cinnamon rolls. Yes. That would be better. <clears throat> cinnamon tails. Severus said she would be coming to the manor to visit. <gasps> Give her oh, a did you want oh, yeah, to do something before she shows up, or? We'll save her a cinnamon roll. Yeah, I mean, you guys made two dozen. Yeah, we'll save her and Nahiva cinnamon roll. It's so hard for me to not make a queef joke whenever I think about that. Nahiva? Nahiva. Nahiva? Well, Nahiva just sounds like somebody vomiting or trying not to vomit with heaving. Nahiva! Give have weird names. What do you want me to say? They're not weird to them, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Perfectly, perfectly normal. It's like Mike. <laughs> Mike. Mike. Um. Yeah, I guess we're just gonna chillax until Silvira and Nahif get here. I do enjoy okay. chillaxing. If that's what you guys want to do, um, somewhere around. 10 to 11, Severus contacts you and says that she'll uh, making sure it's okay to show up at 1 for lunch. Um, did you guys want to 
have lunch with the rest of the family, or did you want to have something prepared for you guys on your own in the in the guest house? Um, I, I think, think we have. Go ahead. Have it separate. I think we I should think... have it on our own. I think so Due to the too. sensitivity of the the nature of the the conversation we want to have. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's easy enough to sort of request having food prepared for you guys to have your own separate thing. Um, it's you you aren't really questioned about it. It's just accepted. Did you let your father's security know that someone was coming? Yes, I told father yesterday at the gala. Okay. The gala. The gala. Gala. Did you? Collect? Yes, I recall saying we're having company over. Okay. Tomorrow. I did. Okay. Did you actually, or are you lying? No, 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 no. I actually did. Okay. okay. <laughs> I was like waiting to hear it in Lee's voice. <laughs> no, I remember doing it. Okay. okay. I don't know why. I, I can't imagine why Ego would have done that, but I did. He's capable of growing. Sorry, I don't know why I can't stop yawning, you guys. Okay. You really should stop yawning. Fuck you. Excuse me? Love you, babe. Jerk. Here we all go now. Yep. <laughs> so. Off we go. It's only an hour in. Your two wizard friends do show up and when they say they do. Um, yeah, remember I told her she could sneak in the side gate. Or, oh, right. Them. Yeah, I don't think you told your dad. I think I did. I really do. Oh, well. It's easy enough for you to like just let the guards know that you'll be having guests. Um, they show up at the front gate and they are escorted to your abode. You can hear there's a knock on the door and you can see there's a guard there. There's brought you your pair of wizards. Um, Severus with Naif, your Tifling and Gif, Rise, and Cotton Druids of Mysteries. Uh, they're more dressed down than they were for, well Nahif is dressed in an unusual manner much like she was last night it's hard for you to know if this is just Githrize fashion or if it's just how she is but similar um, Severus is more dressed down than she was last night more more comfy I suppose um, but they sort of oh, come yeah. in Severus is cordial and you know offers like hugs or um handshakes for whoever wants or takes them um Nahif is more mm, drawn back sort of more just passive and observing more than anything um but she is polite as she comes in uh, so uh, Severus says So I have, I have a book here to fill with notes and you have made many journeys across Venice have you not? <laughs> we have So did you want to eat first or did we want to do this at the same time? I'm Whatever works for you I suppose If you're okay with me talking with food in my mouth then I'm okay with it I'm fine with that Um so, yeah, she she's quite eager to get into the whole process, right? So you can mm-hmm. see that um, 
she sort of has a side bag and she pulls out some quills and a fresh book um you know freshly bound clean sheets of paper and she takes to earnest uh writing down whatever it is that you tell her so i guess um how th- you're pretty thorough with your recount of the tales you'd say or hmm before we tell her anything mm-hmm. is there something you'd want to do beforehand maybe we should do some kind of a security measure to make sure she's actually who she says she is why is Haley so paranoid <laughs> villains around every turn, every corner. Well, what would that be then? Oh, Zabalba can't do anything. <laughs> Zabalba can't, like, detect aberrations. Yeah, I could I could use my power to ask her to verify that she is who she says she is and tell if she's lying or not. There you go. That seems easy enough. Do you want to do that? Yeah, I'll just she'll just say, uh, uh, pardon, pardon the uh, bit, bit of housekeeping, but um, some dire, some sensitive um, subjects that we want to discuss with you, and just uh, need to make sure that you are indeed Sulfara. Um, Saviscus. You're not, yeah, Saviscus. Um, is that is that truly the case? I am Severus Saviscus, the mage of Candlekeep, who you came to, and who has helped you prepare for your travels and sent you on your way to hell. And, and uh, as you use that ability, if that's what you want to do, yes, I do. It, you detect no lie in what she says. Okay. Uh, she's, Is there she's anything else you want to ask her while you have the ability up? Um, How long does it last? Probably. It's probably. It's pretty. I don't know if it says how long it lasts. Can we freeze frame while we lift this up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. You'll have, like, a moment with it. Okay. Uh, I'll let you ask one more thing if you want to. Okay. Um, I mean, might as well rip the bandaid off. Um, um, the, the, The subject that we need to discuss with you is, like I said, sensitive. We um, are charged with trying to find and root out um, the presence of jeez, um, uh, oh, mind, mind flayers? flayers? Mind flayers, yeah. I wanted to say mofos. Yeah, mind <laughs> flayers. Green pies. <laughs> Work, it works the same. Uh, here in Baldur's Gate and just wondering if you had any insight and or any information pertaining to that I'm not purvey to any specifics of mind players in the city I might be able to uh, offer some arcane assistance if 
there's something in my means. But Nahif here, she's more familiar with the mind players than I am. The Gifrize have a long history with them. And um, Nahif, she nods and she says, Yes, if there's anything you want to know about the Gak, I'm more than willing to lend my aid in that matter. Can I I'm make an insight check? My people and my history. Um, yes, you can give me an insight check. On Nahif specifically. Yeah, and Severus has not lied to you. Okay. 18. Mm -hmm. um, so Nahif is pretty reserved. She doesn't like show a lot of emotion, but there's sort of like a bit of almost you could say she is she is a bit enthusiastic to actually broach this conversation. Hmm. So there is an interest and an energy behind it that's usually not there. She's usually pretty stoic. So and she seems to actively be engaging in it as this sort of happens, but well, so did you want to tackle that first or did you want to get the get my end over with? I, I have to warn you, this will take a while. I'll be very thorough. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I've explained this so many times. I feel like if someone else wants to take the lead on this, that'd be great. You you do not literally have to say everything you guys. <laughs> you can you can you can like say we we go into this amount of detail about it, right? Like I trust her. I th I personally think that we should just tell her everything. I think she's mm -hmm. she's dead. Yeah, I agree with that. Do you think there's anything specifically you'd want to avoid mentioning? Hmm. Maybe Finn's Asmodeus thing? That he got branded? Maybe. Yeah, I think should we mention that? Yeah, maybe we avoid that. But we did. <laughs> yeah, maybe we like paint it so that we were awesome and we made no mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> So as she's sort of kind of going through the process, she's she's she there is an interest in sort of like exactly how you guys unfolded, but like the the thing of value for her is a lot of like what you've seen and like how everything kind of worked and sort of like what sort of happened. If you want to avoid sort of everything that kind of happened about the fact that Finn got a sigil. To what extent would that be? Would you avoid mentioning um, that little impromptu trial where you stole, um, well, you you collected the stolen goods from the Vrock and then you got that hunted by the Narzagon? Well, would you avoid mentioning that or not? I think I would mention that only because it kind of got thrown upon us and it does show how things worked there i mean we did get a trial and stuff and that is what she's interested in would you avoid mentioning so you would say that finn was put on trial and killed i'm fine with that well what is finn fine with what is finn fine with are um... you worried about this at all actually We're about talking about Asmodeus. Well, that you got branded by Asmodeus, and a little bit. Okay. 
But I wouldn't really say <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm <laughs> against talking about it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, if you avoid mentioning that you were specifically branded Asmodeus and kind of like avoid sort of like I guess because that incident, there was a fair amount of intensity because Finn had been branded by Asmodeus. So she does, you know, kind of ask a question about like what warranted that sort of there's 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 a bit of uh, curiosity about like um how Finn as a mortal kind of got like treated amongst it, but she's there's not like a there's not like a malicious purpose to it or anything. She's just genuinely kind of curious and she's very enthusiastic to sort of take on this recount of like a first-hand experience of like the the laws and structures of hell being i guess the judicial system in the sense right it's a very kind of otherworldly and far removed sort of how like a mortal system kind of runs but at the same time familiar enough right so she enjoys having that first-hand account and she doesn't really try to like uh, tear apart your specific details, right? So, um, but she's fairly interested in hearing a lot of things. You guys had definitely seen a lot of oddities in your travels. Um, she's curious about the the portal system you ran into, the one where um, it would you could name a place in hell and it would connect there. You guys used it to get to um, Kocheski, the demon prince of giants. Mm -hmm. um, she is genuinely very interested in you talking and meeting with the demon princess that you did. Kocheski and um, the Knoll Prince. Oh boy, why can't I remember his name? Why do I keep trying to remember? But <laughs> she enjoys those recounts that you have of them. Um... Do you talk much about Maggie? Yeah, I would think we'd talk about Maggie. Talk about, mm -hmm. talk about our um, interactions with her and how she actually kind of helped us. Um, mm -hmm. It was um, one of the only places we had to go, um, you know, rest yeah. up. And it was, you know, a port yeah. in the storm, if, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's not surprised to hear that a uh, hag and she she suspects that um, Maggie was probably a night hag and she sort of, you know, bounces back this Yenigu is the demon prince's name. Um but and she's she's interested about the the madcaps there that were under employ. Um it's interesting to sort of hear of the whole process of like red caps being turned into mad caps from the exposure to demonicker right and um she's interested in hearing about mahadi the rakshasha merchant prince who was traveling around who offered you some aid in some ways and she's interested in the whole caravan um what did she think about the um red caps uh, eating <clears throat> peacocks 
obviously very messy, but I'm not completely surprised if I'm being honest. Um, it's not often that you see a lot of madcaps. Because they, I, I suspect they primarily come about as they are as the corruption of the abyss is thrown upon them and they are normally fey. I mean, they're chaotic fey and quite insidious to begin with, but it's interesting to sort of see how that gets really exemplified as a consequence of the the demonicker in this case. And I suspect there may be other ways to sort of incite that kind of transformation amongst them, but this seemed to be a very direct way and she obviously had many of them under her employ. Um, it's not surprising that they are as chaotic as they, as your accounts are. Suicidal is hardly a thing that they flinch at, it seems. That seemed, that seemed to be the case. Mm -hmm. the, the thing with Fae is they, a lot of Fae are really driven by experiences, especially new experiences. And something very flashy kind of really reverberates amongst because they are well fade to begin with and all the chaos that is thrown upon them from the the corruption it just exemplifies that so it's flashy right um yeah and she is genuinely very interested in your whole recounts um there isn't any real there you, you don't feel like she's throwing any skepticism on your recounts of like um how zariel ascended as you guys love to mention you sang her a song right but she does sort of ask you a lot of questions about sort of like how you went about that and um she she's really writing down a lot of notes and she she spends like how a couple hours going through this whole process with you and you can see she's quickly filling up the books um she's been making sketches as you go on right as she's as she, you know she seems to be quite talented um it's not highly detailed but there's lots of like miniature sketches so when you get the chance to like glance over what she's writing and she sort of accompanies them with some of the creatures you've mentioned right she finds it very interesting uh as you recount the bearded devil who got hit on the head, as he says, and had a a shift of morality. Kirkendold. Kirkendold, yes. Um, but yeah, there is a lot for you guys to sort of say. Um, Nahith is there for most of it, and it seems Nahith is maybe listening when you guys come about when you mention where you took the portal to the maybe place in the astral sea where you fought all the skeletons for a bit um that's when Nahif is actually like a little bit more interested again uh, as you mention it um Severus says well would you well I don't suppose you saw many of these other portals appear ever on your travels like that. You said you mentioned you went through that one um, structured portal through the archway. That was intentional. But this was sort of a 
unintentional portal, I said. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, I would agree. Yes, sometimes, I mean, those portals can happen anywhere. They sometimes happen in the material plane. They're more common in the... out there. Um, I do have to... You were lucky that you were able to get back. Oh? You should be careful, because sometimes these portals are one ways. Sometimes they close on their own. That is good to know. Yes. Um, Would you like to see the sword I found there? You found a sword? This is Nahif saying. I did, yeah. Um, I attuned to it. Or I made it my patron sword, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. So I can summon it. How, so. how would you describe the skeletons you fought there? <laughs> this was like a year ago. More than a year ago. More than a year ago. Um, Do you guys remember any anything specific about those skeletons? There was a lot of them. They like kept appearing. How do we stop them from appearing? I can't remember. They were like a big. They they were. Uh, like ones that were making them appear or something. There were a there few were, that were bigger than the other ones or more baddies. There was there was a unique skeleton amongst them. Um, Zabalba mm -hmm. and Finn. Give me an intelligence check. <laughs> Your best check. I don't think we have anyone in the party that has a good intelligence check. Ten. I'm looking for my notes on it. Yeah. Um, Stead is a flat ten in intelligence. Yeah. Uh, Finn, did you roll? Here. Yeah. You you, you, you can also roll an intelligence check here. Cool, cool, cool. So, Zabal, you do remember that the skeleton was floating. But that's mm -hmm. sort of like the one big thing that sort of comes to mind. Yeah, one of the skeletons was floating. As I wait for Finn's intelligence check. A nine. Nine! <laughs> was Ubelex before or after uh, this encounter? I don't remember. Okay. Who this portal was? wasn't. This wasn't the portal that Olinthea sent us through, right? No, this was a different thing. This Zaboba had a dream about this portal and went to it. Oh, dream happens. A silvery portal is calling to me. Oh right, and this is and she had the dream, and that's we think that the the the, the dream was um, pushing her to get this sword. Yes. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> what? No. Well, you know what's so crazy? I I don't know. I'll talk about this later. Um, this is nuts. <laughs> Just reading my notes from before. Something has changed where I don't take good notes anymore. Um, so on the other side of the portal, the sky was faint, dark, and silvery. We're on, and we were on a rock that was floating in space. The rock was gray, black, and littered with bones. We came out of a red portal. 
Um, but it was silver when we were in hell. Wow. It's crazy that I wrote all this down. <laughs> there is no airflow. We can't smell anything but bones. We go to the edge and look over, just vertigo, and there's nothing below us. It's granite. The type of rock was granite. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, like, shocked right now. That's an important detail. Oh, but I didn't write anything about the enemies. Um, Trace is a dead pound using divine sense. I pick up sword that I find in bone pile. I hear... Never mind. Stop saying that outside. Oh, okay, wait. Yeah, and then I wrote a thing that I don't tell people at the moment. And then I just write initiative. Because we to fight. <laughs> and anything else after that? Nope. Next session. Okay. <laughs> Hell Rider Crypt. Hal, is, is Norm in your lap right now? No. It's Phoenix. Oh, yeah. There's a cat praying into the mic. It's great. No, yeah, it's Phoenix. Really yeah, he's right under the yeah. mic. Yeah. Nice. It's really loud. Yeah. And, and I love very it. Very cute. Yeah. Oh, uh, I also wrote 17 hits, Big Skelly Boy. B O I. So someone hit it for 17? Yeah, so it was AC with 17. And we leveled up after. Alright. That's funny that I didn't you want to use inspiration here, Finn. Fine, use. Can I get an inspiration for taking such good fucking notes? You were inspired to play D&D good. Would you like to use your bardic inspiration on either of you? Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll use it on Haley. Or on Zabalba. Oof. 1d10. Oof. That's weird, Auntie. Why did... Why did your... You had one roll that was Haley and one roll was that was Zabalba. Because I changed it to Zabalba as my... Okay. As, like, after a big bit session. Oh, okay. But it's a yeah, d10, yeah. right? Yep. Fuck off. <laughs> This is almost a 10. This is a 20, though. Yeah, this was October 25th, 2021. 2021. It's 2023. Isn't that wild? Wow. Almost. October is in like five months. No. It was almost two years ago. Impossible. I mean, you know that skeleton, the, the floating skeleton really fucked you up. But you, yeah. it, it was a long time ago, and you're kind of struggling. Oh, didn't they almost die? It really fucked you up. It did. But, like, that was a long time ago, and sort of the exact, like, mechanics of that situation kind of elude you. Um, so, yeah, I'm gonna, I can't give you any more than that. But, um... I almost died. Me says, <laughs> like... I highly suspect you were thrust out into the astral sea on some secluded place in the middle of nowhere. I do not know what animated these skeletons, or, but yes, let me see the sword. It, it must have been something. It felt like I was, that portal was put there for me to go through. Like I dreamt about it and then I found it nearby I cast I put like a bunch of arcane energy into it and then only then was I allowed to go through um, but here I'll summon it so you can take a look at it it might look familiar to you I do know that it is a gift sword 
She eyebrows kind of go up as you say that, just a bit. And then you summon the silver sword, shown to her. And there is a genuine look of surprise on her face as she sees the silver sword. This is a silver sword. Yes, that is. A silver sword. Mm -hmm. You should not have this. Why not? They will kill you if you have this. Who the will kill Yankee you? will kill you if you have this. Do they know you have it? I don't think so. Do not let this out that you have a silver sword. There is not many silver swords that are not accounted for. And this... She's sort of taking a moment... This is old. This yeah, is it was awesome. really tarnished when I got it, and then I kind of tried to reconnect with it over time, and it got shinier. This has been lost for an age. This has not been accounted for. If this is dangerous for you to have. That's not good. I, I, I really like it, having it though. It's a very nice sword. These are. How do I put this? Oh my god! It's so cute. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, cute picture. These are intrinsic to the gift Yankee. This is, it is sacrilege for a non-gift Yankee to hold one of these. They, they will, if they know you have it, they will hunt you down with almost as much feather as they would hunt down a gak. Well, if I... Cousins are very prone to their feather. Am I safe knowing that you know that you know? I will not. I have no love for the gift, thank you. We have, our rift has been only expanded over time. I, you do not need to worry about me selling you out to them, but I would be very careful. What if we paint it? You cannot. These are entirely unique. These are... These are the gift Yankee. These swords. Have you talked or met with many gift Yankee? I haven't, no. I think most of it most of my knowledge comes from what talking with you in Candlekeep many moons ago, and uh, I cast a legend lore spell on this mm -hmm. sword at one point. Um, I give, didn't actually. Give me a deception check with enthusiasm. Roll two twenties. Roll two twenties. You oh, take okay. the, you take the result that is the farthest away from ten. 
What did you roll? So 27 is furthest from 10. Uh, I need to know what the normal roll oh, is. Oh, 17 and 5. So 17 would be furthest away, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Wait, who else did I talk to about it? You said you've never talked to the GIF Yankee. You literally said you talked to a GIF Yankee to your party last night. Your patron. Oh, right, right, right. I guess Were I you was... intentionally lying? No, I was being stupid. Haley okay. <laughs> I was like, why am I doing say? an assumption check? Who have I talked to? Because you're fucking telling a massive lie. Yeah, do you right, want to right. do you want to amend that? What do you actually yeah. say? Oh right, I totally forgot. Um I talked to a gift Yankee last night. And um Who were they? His name was Raradas. He works. <laughs> 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 He's purr snoring. Damn, damn good content right here. Damn good content. And he kept calling me a crack. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I thought it was kind of rude, but I'm guessing but, it's some some. But cool. but crack. Crack crack. Yeah. Crack. That is the term for thrall. Oh god. Why does he think you are a thrall? Because we've talked about this. Uh, have we? Blacketh. I work for her. Why do you work for the Lich Queen? Uh, I don't like to think of her in that way. But you are in a very precarious position if Vlakov is your source of employment and you carry a silver sword. What if I change the story around a bit and say that I found it and I wanted to return it to its rightful owner? He will still be killed. Damn it. And I recommend not showing that sword to anyone who would want to kill you for having it. <laughs> I didn't show it to someone last night. That is the plus. Your encounter with that gift Yankee. God, I'm down. totally going to forget about this and die. I know it. <laughs> oh. Maybe you Why? should write yourself a note? <laughs> Seems like very important information. Tie a string around your finger? <laughs> you did this, John. <laughs> I, I can appreciate everything coming together. Hell yeah. I knew, I knew, I knew the consequences of what was going to happen. Oh, it just wrong. took you a hundred sessions to learn. Mm. Oh, yes. <laughs> Why did this Gif Yankee reach out to you last night? Who were they? 
they work for Blacketh, I believe. Um, oh, Githyanki, so of the Lich Queen. What was his mission? Why was he here? And why um, did he go out? I was tasked with finding the source of mind flayers that are present in Baldur's Gate. By the Gith. By the Gith. By the Gak. The, the Gak are the mind flayers. Right. Oh, yes. The Gith asked me. We are the Gith. They are the Gith Yankee. I am the Gith Rise. Right. We are the Gith. Right. And then the Gak is the mind flayers. Gak is what we call the Illithids, or the mind flayers, as the common tongue goes. Yes. Mm -hmm. It is our word for them. So, yeah, I was tasked with doing that um, a few ten days ago, and they were checking in to see how my progress was going. Uh, we were tasked with doing... I was asked to do this in Avernus. I wasn't really much I could do about it at the moment, because we were in Avernus and had no way to get out. So, um, once we got back, we, were, we started to get to work on it, but we haven't made much progress. But... Um, Blacketh did tell me that if we don't figure it out soon, they're gonna burn down the whole city. Are you aware of how did you come under the servitude of Blacketh? I found a necklace and I liked it, <laughs> and so I bought it, I put it on, went to bed that night, and had a dream. And I was in a really rough spot, mentally and emotionally, because my friend had just disappeared, and I didn't know where she was. And um, I was kind of just pulled into servitude. I kind of wanted to become more powerful because I wanted to try and find my friend, and I was just a basic little bar maid. Um, so you were not aware of the conditions of your patronage? Not entirely. I didn't know who she was for like a year. Or no, for like a year in Haley time. I didn't know who she was for like at least a month and a half probably. I didn't like actually know who she was. I just thought she was some big hotshot lady with weird skin. The purpose of sorry, no, no offense, no offense. That I just I'd never seen someone that looked like that before. We all look different to one another. That is the nature of otherness. I am not offended. Thank God. The nature of your contract with this. I suspect there are many in similar positions as you, agents meant to act as spies years for the Gith Yankee in other mm -hmm. places and agents yeah. meant to be used to further their goals in this case you were probably placed here under the suspicions that there may be a GAC operating here and as those suspicions elevated you were 
told of this Gak. And the Githyanki are paranoid, in the least way to put it, at times of the Gak. That is why this other agent has come here directly. I sus- well, I do know there is one here based on a commune spell that Stead did. Hmm. Or at least there was at that time. Further confirmation is... It is worrying that, yes, there is a gak here, but at least you can act on it now. Did this... What did this Githyanki say when he met you? He called me a crack. Crack. He called me a crack. Uh, And he was very dissatisfied at my lack of work in progress or not work he was very upset that we had not found them yet um, he, no matter how much i told him that we had tried very hard we did not. they view you as a tool to be used yes you are meant to be used to help further this hunt for them how did he speak of this goal did he did he have a title? Did he? Um, he didn't. I don't believe he mentioned having a title, but it did seem like he was in charge of me. Um, because he, he called himself a gish. Oh, he did. I think I probably just assumed. He said, I am a gish and a gith. Right. Oh, wait, I think I wrote that down. Gish. And that was, that yeah. was a word. Yeah, that was a word that you kind of recognized. That meant like a mage and a fighter. It was like, like a novel concept. So he's a gith and a gak? <laughs> This is turning Dr. Seuss real. It really is. (laughs) G-I-S-H. Right. Gish. Gish. But a gish is a gith and something else, right? Or is it both types of gith? gith, A gish is... A githrize and a gith. A gish is like a term similar to like a bard or a warlock or a fighter. It's kind of Oh, it's like a class. Okay. Class of... They talk to me in my head. It isn't surprising. <laughs> Pittsburgh, what? They're <laughs> in first yeah. place now. Let chaos reign. If he is a gish, as he said, that is not unheard of. Gish, uh, a melding of not every gif, my people or their people, have the ability to tap into psychic powers such the mind flayers or the gak have but some of us are quite potent in it and either of our people who are very adept at tapping into it can often bleed those powers into the arcane the natural abilities the finesse and mm. those that class of fighter we call them the gish we're not the only 
people who have the gish, but it is a... We have many of them, and among the gif Yankee, they tend to be the more elite-esque fighters. They are the ones in charge, hmm. to put it plainly. Lieutenants, commanders. I see. Or agents, in this case. Acts of espionage, delicacy, infiltration, assassination. These are all things that the Gish can excel at. So, I ex he could be potentially quite capable, if that's the case. Probably. I, I, I don't know. I didn't really get a great look at him, to be honest. Of what he's capable of, truly. Mm -hmm. Guiding bolt. Sorry. <laughs> trying to close it. Clicked mm -hmm. on the wrong thing. Like, Fuck you! <laughs> Man, I really need to make a wizard with keen mind so that whenever I get something, I can just be like. <laughs> I had a wizard with keen mind. Once upon a time. A couple times, actually. True. Oh, anyways. So, do you want to ask any other questions? Uh, I. Tawalba is sad. I think so. <laughs> well, we, I think we want to ask. We want to ask if she knows, if can give us any leads as to where we can go to find and root out this evil in Baldur's Gate. I cannot speak of a specific location that I'd expect him to be in because this is not my city. To be frank, I'm not super familiar with the realms in general. I mostly stay at Candlekeep and then I return to Limbo, to where my home is when I'm not here. But knowing what I know of the Gak, I expect they are probably in some place secluded and protected, probably deeper in the ground, easier to hide themselves and not be assailed by people like the Githyanki. They are probably using agents that they have dominated to, well, whatever their goal may be. Sometimes their goals can be quite mundane, where they are merely situated in a place to keep an eye out, or they are just trying to survive, because they are not liked by anybody. They are very feared. Most people will want to kill them if they can, so they take to secrecy when they can. They will use agents that they have dominated to be their ears and eyes. And the one thing is they will need a food source. They do eat brains. They cannot live without them, and they need a regular supply. Sometimes they can go through great efforts to hide their victims, but their victims will turn up eventually. If you can figure out where people are disappearing, that may be a lead 
you can investigate victims and it will be gruesome but a very telltale sign is a hole in the back of the head and the brain tissue evicted as that is the meal it will be clean out that if you can figure out where those are disappearing and narrow it down that will be of great aid to you i see is there any magical means that we could use to aid us in finding them or finding their dominated thralls? You may be able to see magic. Well, the thing is, they are not magical creatures. Sometimes the Gak can exhibit arcane talents, but they tend, if that ever happens, they tend to be shunted out of their colonies and exiled. They are pariahs and thrust out, and they tend to be loners from that point on. It is just their way. They are very xenophobic, I suppose. But these abilities they have, they are purely psychic, psionics. These are matters of the mind. They are not magical. So using- like that screamer thing we had in our car, huh? I do not know exactly how that worked when you recounted it, but maybe and maybe not. Magic can, you can tap into the mind quite often. Charms, for example, and illusions, they are primarily affecting one's cognition, the ability to perceive and how they interact. But they are still magic. In this world, the weave is how they are fueled. But if there was... If you try to use magic to dis that destroyed magic, it may not work. So, for example, a dispel magic would not end a domination because there is no magic happening. Does that make sense? Yes, I've run into that before. How could you? No, I mean, a, a restoration spell may help with that because the restoration spell isn't attempting to reverse isn't trying to dispel a source of magic, it is trying to remedy the mind. So a greater restoration may end a, a domination by an illithid. Did you hear that, Seb? But if you cast counter spells, will not deal anything. A dispel magic will not remove any of the psionic abilities because, as I said, it is not magic. So. And their abilities may work in zones where magic is dead. And your abilities would not work there because your abilities purely are magical. I see. Fortunately, those places may be rare. And, well, I mean, unfortunately, this is purely speculation, but if they did have a, a dead magic zone, that may be a very opportune 
place for them to operate out of, safe. But those are rare. I imagine they're difficult to hide. Uh, an, a dead magic zone, an anti-magic zone. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine they would be hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sorry, this whole time it's Nahif that's talking? Yeah, Nahif is talking. She's she's very happy to talk about like this sort of stuff. Um, that said, magic can aid you and protect you. The protect from good and evil spell is will offer you at least for the short term protection from a domination effect as long as you manage to cast it before the domination happens. It may help you break a domination too, but it will be a good preventive of measures, if that's the case. There is much higher level magics that protect the mind. Most commonly, Mind Blank is one of the go-to spells to protect a wizard's mind in this case. If any of you have access to those spells, either through scrolls or your own capabilities, it would be very useful against a Mind Flare, but... Do you think... Anyone of our caliber could cast a spell like that? Mind Blank specifically? Mind Blank is an 8th level abjuration spell. Okay. That can be... I was trying not to look it up, so to not spoil it for myself, sorry. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is It is part of a Wizards and a Bard spell class normally. That doesn't mean it might not also show up on an expanded spell list. Um, I don't know how to eloquently describe that in the terms of in character. So, yeah, fair enough. Like it is, it, it is potent magic. It is not the highest caliber that is available, but only very esteemed mages can cast it. I see. I. I'm not that. But my uh, my old masters, I've seen this in play. So. Do you think you can help us find this? This potential infestation of these uh, illithids? Gax? I may be built off of very minor assistance. I do not think I can be a physical presence for this, though. Do you think you can... Is there any way for you to show us what they look like via some kind of an illusion? Haley, you have seen images of what they look like from the from the Githyanki. I know that, but mm -hmm. I'm but... more so thinking in terms of the spell locate creature. Because some of us have access to that spell. I'm trying to figure out if there's... Oh, and if a, we knew what they looked like, if it's then that would... If it make them familiar to us by seeing them enough. Like, could you... Do you think that you could, like, 
make yourself look like one so that we can inspect you? Um, okay. Uh, Nahif, she, um, she starts uh, plucking at a component's pouch. And oh, she give me one second. Um, I don't know. If it, and let me know if this is me cheating the system too much. It might be. Um. Okay. Yeah. So she she takes like um a bit of fleece out of her components pouch, and um in a language that I guess you only kind of recognize, but you don't understand. Um, but uh, the in the language of the gif, she starts weaving some arcane incantations as she uh, rubs the fleece in her hand. And in to the side of the room, uh, there in the space is an image of a full-sized adult illithid. So. Um, Ray, the cast guiding bolt. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this illicit, it, it it has a a humanoid frame. So it's got two arms and a body that goes down. Um, you can just see the bottom of two feet dangling out. It's wearing this long, very tight, restrictive black robe um, that almost feels like it's kind of compressing on it. There is flair to the robe. It's kind of got very pointed. Uh, broad shoulders that are to the design. It's got a very popped up high collar floating behind it. Um, this illithid is floating and sort of the feet just sort of dangle above the ground. Um, so like some features to this creature. So its face is alien-esque. It's kind of got a, a more of a bloated skull in the back that's um, it's rigid and it almost kind of has this like pulsating thing. Like it feels like it's, it's brain is like breathing in as it sort of, it's got sunken inside eye sockets where you can see there's sort of these little light eyes kind of looking out menacingly. Mm-hmm. And then from its down its face cascades four tentacles that end around its chest. Um, these tentacles look quite thick and strong. You can almost, well, Zabalba, you don't have to imagine this, but the rest of you can imagine how powerful those tentacles could be, especially in this, as you've been described frequently, they wrap around a victim's head. Um, she even takes up sort of a moment to sort of, um, after having the image be still for a bit, the image starts to move. As you can see, just a silhouette of a human as this illithid's tentacles wrap around. And then you can just sort of see the hum- the silhouette of the human frame crack. And they just... Um, it's got four fingers, well, three fingers and a thumb. They're very long, pronounced, ending in terrible claws. Um, the skin that's exposed and not covered by the clothing it's wearing, it's grayish blue 
Uh, it has a slimy feel to it. But, um, you know, she sort of takes a moment. You, she kind of cycles through like a bit of poses, right? But there is... Um, it feels very sinister from what you've seen. So I think for everyone except for Zabulba, who has had visions of them imparted before and from the Githyanki when she talked to them. But this is sort of the first time everyone else is kind of seeing them. And I think people have sort of heard boogeyman tales of them before, but it's quite different kind of seeing something very vivid. Instead, um, I think, was it you who could cast a locate creature spell? Uh, I, I think so. I don't, I don't know if my magic is really good for location. Feels like I'm. Oh yeah, actually, I have that right now. Shocking. Um, I do have this entire other pouch that I don't want to miss with my spice pouch. It's full of fur of a bloodhound. It's not oh. a good spice mix. It's terrible. No. It just like... can never get the taste of burnt hair out of your mouth if you use it. Mm, yes, I take it you've made that mistake before. I have never made that mistake in my life. Oh, good. Well, um, did you get a good enough look at this creature? Like, would you say you're familiar with it? DM, would I be familiar with this creature? You're familiar with the Mind Flare. This isn't a specific Mind Flare. I'm sorry, did you say he was Tom the Mind Flayer? Was that the name? I, he didn't I have a name. He was just a generic Mind Flayer. Oh, disgusting creatures. They have no personality whatsoever. Well, I'm sure individuals might have their own personalities and hobbies and family i don't know let me but, guess their names are gugak or something like that um i don't think that's a joke you should be making in this company i'm sorry i, I i'm not trying to make jokes i'm just speculating on what their names could be i've never met one and if they don't have names i i don't know they they do have names though not commonly shared with they view everyone else as fodder so they do not see them as well as they have a very different mindset than the rest of us i'm, I'm sorry i'm alien, I, but they do have names i'm interested in food do you know if they have a specific word for what human meat is brains just brains they know it. brian there's a there's gonna be a real answer to that <laughs> good luck john we'll see you in two hours dig in baby here is here is a picture for your guys' reference. Is his name Chadrick? Hey, Dad. Yeah. Perhaps. Can you turn up your crisper, maybe? Oh, sure. Bird chatter it's in the background. TV. Uh, his name is Brodrick. This is Chad. No, his name is Robert. No, he's called the Defecator. His inability to stop pooping is why he's called the devil. Okay. He's a poopy man. Who would have been ahead to go with an olive or perhaps a gray? So, the Gak do not speak, at least not normally. They have the capacity to do so, but they are purely telepathic beings. So they do not have a language. They communicate purely through concepts. I see. So they do not have words per se in 
at least not as we functionally. Their, their communication between themselves is far more complicated than what a telepathic communication between you and I would be. I don't ever want to hear them speak because that means they'd be inside of my brain. Yeah. Mostly. I... And to answer your question about the names, their names may be simpler. Akul or Vox. Zeridis Zuzrek. Turazet Dresen. Trnekrabol. It can be. It will mostly, most likely sound alien to you. Ego grabs a piece of paper and starts writing furiously. What could you possibly have to take notes about? Um, I'm academic and endeavors. I'm writing a song for when we encounter this being. I knew he wasn't writing anything useful. Or hey, his song was very useful when it came to convincing Zariel, so why don't you shut your pie hole? That was an absolute fluke! There's no Wish way that that would step back from my brain, Illithid. Uh, I wish to be blinded! The Gak do not have an appreciation for the arts, at least as we view them. They've not heard us. I think we should probably take their recommendation on this one, Ego. Maybe we can't solve all our problems by singing songs. Would you, would you like to hear the song we performed for Zariel? No, no, please, no. I was dead for that. <laughs> I have no opinion one way or another. You might like it. Not that it's relevant now, but I mean, for, you know, for for making, putting down in the, <clears throat> the volumes that you're recording. I'll write the lyrics down for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the lyrics will take it, but... Please don't play it again. <laughs> Fate's worse than death. Okay. Tell me why. Is there anything else that you might need from me in this moment? I think you've been more than helpful and appreciate your willingness to give us this information. It's been very helpful. I am not in the capacity to take this upon myself, but I there's one thing the GIF share as a people still, and it is a hatred for the Gak. They are terrible blight upon this, upon these worlds. And I'm not, I do not know how familiar you are with our history, but a long time ago, it is said that the Gak ruled the universes and everything in between and they had many people under their thumbs, under the thrall. And our progenitors, the original Gith, were their slaves. And the stories are not sure, but 
there was an opportune for uh, an uprising. The slaves revolted, and the empire was thrown in, in, into chaos. And then we took we took advantage of that moment, and we killed our masters. And that continued for a long time, where we hunted down the Gak as we could. Uh, separation of people, the GIF Rise and the GIF Yankee, was a difference of philosophy. My people, we wanted to retire to seclusion, to meditate, to become better people than we once were, to ponder the mysteries of the universe, and to be enlightened. Most of us went to limbo, where we mastered chaos, but the GIF Yankee, they believed that they should become the new masters of the universes. And that is their, that is where our divide began. We were named after GIF, the first champion who started this revolt. And we do not know what happened to that original person, but we owe him our name. If you have any questions of my people or my cousins, I can also aid you in this matter. Knowledge can be quite important, and without it, you might have made a very catastrophic blunder regarding the sword. Absolutely. I have to stress, it is a very important symbol. It is almost religious to them. It is blasphemy for a sword to be held by a non-Githyanki. I imagine. Just, I, I, I can only imagine. I mean. And the age of the sword, if I am to guess from how you found it, it may be very old. Which may be why it was, has been unaccounted for so long. And that may just lend to its value if it's been lost as long as it has. These swords are not often made. Right. Yeah, when I cast, or when Stead cast Legend Lore, he told us about what he saw. Well, what did he see? He witnessed what I now know as a mind player um, who enslaved many and uh, he watched in this this vision that people were uprising the mind play or against the mind players and a single individual was leading a charge with this great mercurial sword that I showed you um, it looked a lot like mine, but it wasn't tarnished. And it, like I said earlier, it was tarnished at one time. And then I was able to somehow or magically clean it, I guess. Rekindle it? Maybe. Yeah, I had to pump in like some arcane energy, like to, like a third of my energy every day into it. So, um, and uh, the people who were leading the revolt looked a lot like elves to Stead. Well, it is said there are similarities between 
my people and elves. We both. I mean, you. She kind of looks like an elf, except her face is maybe like a bit um, more gaunt and a taunt than like what you sort of typically expect out of an elf. Um, you know, she's also got a bald head. So, um, but there's like there is similarities. They kind of have like almost a similar facial structure, where it's like a lot more angular, and they do have um, fine pointed ears. So. Um, I can I ask you to the elves, but there are similarities. I wanted to ask John a question as sure. Haley. Yeah. I wrote down sort of uprising. Mm -hmm. Is that something that I just kind of made up on the spot or is that? That was probably your speculation. Okay. That's what I was wondering. Mm -hmm. Your recount of the sword as via your arcane divinations. This, this may be back to that time when we first rose up, or maybe while that whole, all those events were still unraveling, while we were killing the Gak. This may be made from that time. Mm -hmm. It is uh, definitely ancient. It feels that way. If this recount is as you say. Um, also, when I was found the sword, you when you gave me the little icon or not icon, but the little entry about in the journal about what yeah, it nope. is. It's, yep. Uh, yeah, it's called the Lost Silver Sword. Is that something that you just wrote in, or was that something that was relevant at the time? I mean, I dubbed it such because you found it in the middle of nowhere. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. I figured it was a more flavorful name than just saying the silver sword. Yeah. No, I like it. I just, I'm just trying mm -hmm. to remember because it was so long ago. Like, if anything yep. was more relevant than I'm. Hey, no, these, this, these questions are totally fair, and it's been a long time, and this definitely feels like it could be important to things coming up. So if Feel free to ask any clarifications you want to at this point. <laughs> Sorry if I'm making a bunch of sound of paper. Yeah. It's all good. I wanted to give you an opportunity to to do what you need to do. I think we talked to her about everything I can think of. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else can think of something. But... I will say this silver swords are incredibly potent weapons. They said that they can cut through nearly anything. One notable feature of a silver sword, and very few things can replicate this, is they can cut the silver threads. And a silver thread, as I can see your questioning gaze, is when one projects themselves out into the astral sea, most commonly with an astral projection spell, which again is a high level spell. There are other ways to replicate this, but you cast your spirit out of your body and you are able to traverse the planes. You can explore where you are, but easily go further out. Go to the astral sea and there connect to another plane through a, a little portal. It is a common means to explore the universe from a relative 
position of safety, because your spirit is tethered to your body by this silver thread. And this silver thread is nigh unbreakable. There are two things that can break it. In the Astral Sea, there is a great, terrible creature called the Astral Dreadnought. It's one of the few creatures that we know of uh, that can snap this thread and forever cut you off from your body and you lose yourselves. Forever split. And a silver sword can also cut this thread. Wow. So, if perchance you ever find yourselves cast out through a projection and you have a silver thread, be very wary of the Gith Yankee. They may cut you off from your body and you'd be trapped with no way to return. Now, is it possible that they could... They could astral project me and then cut it off? Or is that a choice I would have to make myself? Does that make sense? When you had your dream vision, do you recall if you had a thread? You did. Oh, I was like, intermission! I can look it up. I'm pretty sure I did. You did. Yeah. Every time. Every time I've had a thread. Okay. Then, may I see this amulet you found? Sure thing. Okay. Um, she takes a moment to sort of inspect it. Um, she casts a little magic. And she goes, This is a beacon. And I believe through it, whoever is on the other side of it, they can cast a, cast the astral projection spell through it and summon you. This was probably used as a way to, I suppose, fish for candidates. It's got an... It is made it in a way to seem innocuous to most people, but to draw in people, I suppose, that may be receptive of the powers. If Vlakif bestowed powers on you, this may be a means of filtering out most people and drawing in those she deems appropriate for the task. But, yes... If your astral body, actually, I should double check this before I start saying stuff about how astral projection works. I wouldn't know any different. Astral projection is also a ninth level spell. You and up to eight willing creatures project your body in the astral plane. The spell fills and the casting is wasted if you're already on the plane. The material body you leave behind is unconscious and in a state of suspended animation. The astral body pre- resembles your mortal form. Uh, you can freely travel. The spell ends. Yeah, if you if your uh, projection dies and that's wherever it ends up, you will be returned to your body. 
But if your thread is cut off and you die, you will disappear. I see. Um, clarifying question, or um, can I ask a question about something I heard in Critical Role, and you can tell me if you remember it? Sure. Um, and they went into a big wizard's tower. Uh, campaign and, two, right? In campaign two, yeah, and they did have to deal with a dreadnought, and there was a wizard whose body was just laying there, and he wasn't moving but they knew that he was still doing do you remember what do you know what i'm talking about are you talking about when they went into the magic bowl i think so because yeah that was where the astral dreadnought was yeah yeah so That's this. in the astral dreadnought there was the wizard the ancient wizard who had his soul trapped in a gem mm -hmm. his body was situated there Okay, so it is different. Yeah, so he, like that wizard had whole had like this whole like little demi plane like that he nice. made for himself to sort of keep himself secluded, right? I Hi, can't Mom. remember his name. That's my son. Um, uh, he's not on the camera right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, that guy, that guy wasn't using astral <laughs> protection. Okay. Um. Got it. I was, I was just curious. Their wizard friend, though, who I'm... Was it something with an E? The elven. That was a Y. Oh, Yim, Yim. Oh, the one that floated? No, not him. The the elf from um, the coastal town. Oh. From the coast. They had the weird tower. They met him a bunch of times. He's He astral projected to go see the the floating city of madness. Right, right. God, right. I can't remember any proper nouns right now. But he he got stranded there and he but he was using astral projection. When they went to go visit him later, they found that his he was like unconscious. Mhm. Mm so, right. And he was like trapped in the red city. Got it. Okay. Eos? Yes. Yes, Yesa? Was that his name? Yesa? Something. Anyways, but yeah. And he was he's the wizard that they left the magical ball with too, right? So but, but yeah. No, um, Yesa Bernardo was Veth's Yusa. It's not important. Let's let's yeah, not you're right, you're right, you're about right. this. But like um is there anything you want to ask about you know, the gif or something? That no, I think I think we got everything we needed. Okay. Nothing else is coming to mind on my end. I don't know about anyone else, but I think we got everything. We yeah, does anybody else got things that they want to sort of ask? That they think might be needed? Is there any just... particular armor that if we were to wear it would help us in our endeavor, like helmets? A helmet that may not be easily removed might, yes, afford you some advantages to stop your brain from being eaten, if that's the point of your question. Um, the issue may be twofold. When a Gak attacks somebody, 
they have the capabilities to outright dominate somebody, as I've said before. But they also have what we refer to more commonly as a psionic blast. They blast out an energy which may disorient somebody, daze them for a moment, and that's when they take the opportunity to float over and extract a brain tissue. In that state, it may be easy for them to remove and implement as before they start to eat, depending on how complex that thing is. If you had a suit of armor that was incredibly complicated and difficult to remove in a quick amount of time, that may afford you a good amount of protection, at least for the immediate sense. It probably would not start them forever. But in a situation such as combat, it may help, yes. They are very good at breaking through the bone, but thick metal may prove to be too much. That said, you may also have some arcane enchanted objects that may also help protect you in similar means, maybe either through the physical or the mental. So, but they may be more rare. Um, so, Nahif, you, you know about Mind Flayers, you and Silvira are obviously very talented, and you don't like Mind Flayers, right? Like, I cannot think of a gif alive that would have a, any endearment for our former masters. Will you help us take them down? In As I said, I cannot be of physical assistance to you. I I want to see them go, but I'm afraid I will have to be a second-hand assistance at best. I have many duties to tend to, and I cannot chase after every gack that I come across. I see. I see, I see. That makes sense. I apologize for this. I do appreciate the dangers that will happen. Is there any spell you can use to help us find them in just in an immediate sense? I am not a hunter. I am a scholar. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm sorry. As we go, if we run into further Is there anything that issues, um, shout to you? I am sorry. Two people were speaking at me at once, and that is a bit much. Did you ask if you can reach out to me? Yes, yes. Could I just sort of send you a message from time to time if we have further questions? or If you stuff? have further questions, then yes, you may reach out to me. Um, appreciate that I may not be always in a moment where I can respond right away, but I do have the ability to message you back if that is so the case if i learn of anything i may reach out to you i think my main point of contact will be you zabalba if i need to say anything but <clears throat> i see um 
And Rhea, was it? Did you have something you wanted to ask me? Yes, um, but it's escaped my mind. That happens. Uh, very important. <laughs> Do you remember what was her tangential to that thought? No, I'm trying to think of it now. Um, while you were just talking... What were you talking about there at the end there with her? Or what was she talking about? We were talking about messages. And before that, though. Yeah. <clears throat> Helmets, armor, protection. Spells right. to find them. She can't help. He's a scholar, not a hunter. keep trying to we are conjure it back up that is no problem we are neither of us are in a rush i understand observers nods i'm more than willing to entertain this as long as it needs to be this has been wonderful for my notes at least for my interests Are you going to have any more cinnamon rolls or are these up for grabs? I may have one more. They were quite delicious. Okay. There's still like 10 of them. <laughs> Even with Freya eating like four of them, there's still a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you guys made two dozen of them. Well, um, if you ever need more, you know where to find them. We're open in a yeah. bakery. Yeah. After after save, surviving hell, we've gone from bloodshed to baking. It seems like a much more simple task. From bloodshed to baking? It is a nice change of pace. I do appreciate it. Simpler things at times. Reading is always nice. Oh, I hate reading. I suppose you cannot appreciate how nice it can be to come from limbo and then to just settle down here. No, I grew up here. Limbo is very chaotic. I... I do not. I will not say I do not enjoy it. It has. Yeah, I mean, like but... when you're bending over backwards trying to get under a bar for a party, it can be pretty chaotic. That's an interesting metaphor to describe limbo, but I don't think it quite works. Have you never played limbo at a party? I do not understand. Limbo is a place. No, it's not. It's um, it's a big long bar, and you put it lower and lower to the ground. And the goal is to 
bend under it without touching the bar. I can go get a broomstick. Yeah, do you want to play? Nimbo. While what you say may be true, Severus kind of just chuckles a little bit about this, that you may have a game that you dub Limbo. Limbo is a place in the Outer Plains. It is the plane of chaos. The Mm. laws of nature and reality rebuild themselves constantly. My people have carved out their home there. Doesn't sound like a very fun place to live. I bet you, you had to bend over backwards to do that. As I said, it is an interesting <laughs> metaphor that almost made sense. But Bobo does that a lot. It it is almost makes sense. <laughs> it it is a very challenging place to live, but it is our home. Understood. Are there any known strategies that are employed to be more successful at battling these creatures in combat? How about weaknesses? Do they have any weaknesses? They are, I suppose, squishy. So they just need to get hit? Are they like resist? Like, do, are, is. How do I say this in non-meta speak? Um, if I hit them with a plain broadsword, would it do more or less damage than if I hit them with a magical sword? They would bleed. They would bleed regardless? Yes. Okay. Oh. Are there any magics that they're resistant to? I would imagine. I would just guess. Psychic. Damages they would be resisting. So they are reasonable, reasonably capable, and they could take a few hits, but they will go down with a few good hits, so to say. Um, They are very capable in matters of the mind. So expect that to be their strong point. But if you attack them physically, that will push them back. If you trap them in a space where you can deny their their psychic abilities, it is easy for them to make belayed minds, but they cannot stop the metal that is already in their chest. Um, they They are very perceptive. Darkness is their home. Um, they have innate ability, they are innately adept at resisting off magics. So, plainly speaking, they have magical resistance. Um, they can replicate spell-like abilities, but they are doing it psychically. So, as I said before, they can tap into the minds, levitate, dominate a person, and they can even plane shift at times but they will be doing this psychically. So if your hindrances rely on the fact that what they're doing is magical, it will not work. Their tentacles are reasonably potent weapons, but inherently limited to their range. And as I mentioned before, they have the ability to 
psychically blasted people. Um, they will spread it out in front of them and they will daze their targets as well as inflicting mental damage. Any, They are not inherently weak or resistant to any elements on top of that. So... And I would not necessarily describe them of physical exemplary. They are not particularly strong, hardy, or dexterous. So, Got it. Their mind is their strong point. Their bodies are more of a means to move that mind. I will say... Some mind flayers will be more adept than others, and some may have more psychic abilities that uh, lesser ones will not have. And hoping that this is a minor case, but if you ever find yourself in the worst case scenario with mind flayers, some of the most powerful ones are referred to as ulithids. They will be noticeable because they have two things that quite are distinct about them. Their tentacles will be much longer, and they will have eight of them. These are, say, the commanders, the leaders of colonies. They will be particularly dangerous and much more capable. And I suppose at the center of a Mind Flayer colony, there is a thing that is called the Elder Brain. This is a giant brain that is in a tub of cerebral fluid. This is where they commonly birth mind fire tadpoles, which they have used for their reproductive purposes. And this giant Elder Brain, it connects to the whole colony functions as its network. It manipulates, directs the whole colony, and the colony serves it. It is the ultimate stage for Mind Flayer, as they give themselves to the Elder Brain to build it up over time. Eventually, an Olafid may transcend into a, unto an Elder Brain as part of building a new colony somewhere. These are particularly dangerous creatures because of their incredibly potent psychic abilities. Their psionics will be very powerful. Hopefully we don't run into one of those. Mm-hmm. There may be other oddities with Mind Flayers, but typically when a Mind Flayer infects another humanoid with a tadpole in the ceremonial takes process and finishes this. They are usually pretty consistent in their appearance, but sometimes there's few oddities, but they do not happen very often, and most, and usually those oddities are shunned by the colony. Conformity is very important for mind flayers. Hmm, interesting. As I mentioned before, any mind flayers who exhibit arcane their abilities are almost immediately uh, exiled or killed for that.
Well, thank you for this wealth of information. It is a lot. It but is. I hope it is useful for all of you. I hope yes, so too. I'm sure it will save at least one of us. Well, can we send you some cinnamon rolls home with you for your travels? Oh, if it's not too much, I wouldn't mind taking a few. Not at all. Not at all. We made extra. Mm-hmm. No, you can have mine. <laughs> Samira says. Uh, I'm not particularly fond of sweets myself. Spicy stuff is my purview, but not so much sweets. Mm, should have made some spicy ones. We can... Stead has some... A spice pouch that he can conjure spices. We could put some hot peppers on it or something, like some dried hot peppers. So this is your still muted in OBS. Got it. <laughs> so I got to make sure with the pouches. I have the spice pouch and the bloodhound for. It's really hard to remember sometimes, which is which. I'll get it. Um, yes, would, would you like some fine spices? Uh, I, I, I don't really need any. Oh, fair enough. We just thought we'd offer. Sprinkle Sp some spicy. I appreciate it. Spice oh. up your life. Uh, it's bad marketing. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you're satisfied, you know... As we said, you've sort of established that you can reach out to them, and she may reach out to you as due time, but I think Severus sort of asks her final few questions about your experiences and therein. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, she's she's very happy with your recounting, so I'm you, she's yeah. definitely filled in a lot of her book with this and you know there there's like a mix of like surprises but also like things she was kind of expecting and with sort of what you tell her <laughs> um, but you know you guys finish your lunch has been long finished by this point Everything, anything that's left over is cold because you guys have been talking for a very long time on top of all your inquiries about mind flares and tangential information that you've learned up to this point. Um, they eventually say their goodbyes and they leave. It seems they've got few other things they want to attend to in the city and they didn't just disappear like a certain other wizard did. <laughs> um, but... It's like getting in, it's like mid-afternoon, close to evening at this point. So you might have more in the day if there's more you wish to do. But you definitely have a lot to think about now. So, If it's okay with everyone else, I think I'm good with calling it here. We got a lot of information and um, with Amara not being here, I think. Um, and Hal, Hal's not feeling good either. Yeah, I think it's a fair fair call. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, sometimes you need those info dumps. So. Yeah, no, that's gonna be really helpful. 
Um, I'm not complaining at all. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many times I was like, I wonder if you're going to show them the sword? And you never did? And you never mentioned it? I did! You never, you never showed them the sword or mentioned the sword. The Gith Yankee. Oh, last night? Yeah, no, I didn't. Or any Gith Yankee. You didn't bring it up with when you talked to Vlakif, ever. And you... Good job. You, you lucked into that so hard. Totally did it on purpose. <laughs> Especially since you thought that Vlakif gave you the sword. I was really expecting you to say something you, you never did. <laughs> I'm not dead. <laughs> I mean, you still have a sword. Yet. <laughs> not dead yet. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool that you have this kind of metal. It's like in your face, Gith Yankee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, there's been multiple video games where the plot is there's a silver sword and the gif yankee are trying to kill whoever has it and they're the villains of the game at least two games got it yeah <laughs> neverwinter nights 2 and demon stone <laughs> i don't know demon stone i've heard of neverwinter nights 2 obviously it was a playstation 2 game <laughs> I think we might have played it. Excuse me, Ryan and I. Was it two-player co-op? I think uh, it was, yeah. It was, I think, I don't think it was co-op. I think it was just one player. You could switch between three people. It was. It used the same engine as the Lord of the Rings games. Nice. Mm. And there was like three party members and you could switch between them on the fly. This is the so first Patrick time I took voice. Patrick Stewart did the voice for Kelvin Blackstaff in that game. Nice. Pat Stew voice of games. We love it. Mm -hmm. Pat Stew. Well, we're done, right, Lee? <laughs> so I, um, I haven't ended things, but yeah, sure. But yeah, so um, I think we're good to sort of end it there. So that's been this session. We're cutting it a little bit sooner, but we're still pretty close to 10 o'clock. Yeah. Um, we should hopefully be back next week, but we'll probably still be down at least one person because you're going to be gone two weeks, big hell, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got a work trip, and then got friends in town all mm -hmm. week. But yeah, if We're... it's anything major, I'll, I'll, you know, I, I won't do something that you should be there for if that's sort of the case. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it going. But you know, we'll, we'll hopefully keep the game going. Um, yep. <laughs> do we have a call of Kafut? coming up oh my God, mm, not next not this week uh next week hopefully next week hopefully okay um that's the f uh, 14th okay. okay well that's our games so all righty y'all good night internets good night internet good night thanks for watching good night <laughs>